I'm Dr. Eileen Hale, the COO of Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a project of educators worldwide. And again, this month we are focusing on games. We have a special guest, Ryan Elliott, who is going to talk to us about a unique game called Minecraft. He's joining us as an English language virtual fellow working in Vietnam, but living in Turkey. So welcome, Ryan. We're so glad you can join us today. Hey, Eileen. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much. So Ryan, for our listeners, can you explain what is Minecraft? I think a lot of people might not be so familiar with it, especially in sure. different countries around the world. Well, Minecraft is a great game. Uh, it's what we call an open world or sandbox game. So you can imagine that you're dropped out into the wilderness um, with nobody else in sight and you have to survive by building, uh, battling and exploring. Um, so that's Minecraft in a nutshell. Um, I think its success is really largely attributed to the fact that there's really no correct way to win it. Um, a lot of games are linear in this regard, but in Minecraft, they just kind of throw you in there and say, do whatever you want. Um, good luck. So I think this is why people really like it. And it's quite fun. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Is it usable for all ages or specific age groups? So I'm 30 years old. Uh, my dad is 64 and many of my students are aged between 10 and 18. Um, all of us love it. Uh, I've been playing for over 10 years. However, I would presume that for the purposes of teaching, it's probably best for young learners because it's very colorful. Uh, there's very simple gameplay. And again, it doesn't really tell them what to do. I think, you know, young learners often have their parents and their teachers telling them what to do all the time. So uh, again, I think Minecraft is great because there's a lot of freedom in this regard. That's great. I appreciate that answer. <laughs> Good for all ages. Yeah. So for our teachers out there or listening around the world, can you give us a quick rundown? Like how do they access it? Can they use it in their classrooms? Or is it more one-on-one -on -one with students? It really depends what your learning style is with, uh, but luckily it works for one-on-one -on -one, uh, as well as classrooms. So a lot of my experience is one-on-one. -on -one. You can go to Google and just type in Minecraft download. Uh, and that'll bring you to a place called uh, Mojang, which is the game developer who makes this game. Um, you can buy a game, one copy for a little under $30. Um, and then you can also maybe buy one or two copies for your individual private students if you're gonna do it one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, or you can go to something called uh, Minecraft Education Edition or Minecraft EDU, uh, and you can sign up as a school or a nonprofit organization or something like this and get a uh, account or accounts for your entire classroom. That's great. And we will put all those websites links into our show notes. So what aspect of English learning do you use this most for? I have mostly focused uh, personally on three things, uh, vocabulary development, uh, tenses like verb tenses and pairing the game with readings. Uh, so for instance, one of my, uh, I think, most popular uh, lessons that I've had with one of my private students is pairing the book Robinson Crusoe with a treasure island world. So for example, me and the student, we sort of appear in this uh, shipwrecked treasure island that largely relates to uh, Robinson Crusoe. So we might read through a chapter, uh, what does Robinson Crusoe do here? He salvages things from the ship. So we kind of recreate that in the game. 
And um, the entire time my student's like, oh yeah, like, okay, next we need to do this. And I can see that he's remembering, you know, what was in the book. So that's always really great as an educator to see students excited and engaged um, through something like a game. For sure. It sounds like very much experiential learning type, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of that, definitely. Um, in other regards too, I've worked on vocabulary based on themes uh, like environment. So in the game, you have different biomes like, okay, what's that? That's a desert. Oh, what are those? Those are mountains. Um, what's that? It's a river, lake, etc. cetera. Um, and we can work with verb tenses. I am like present continuous, for example, I'm walking in the desert. Um, I'm running up the mountain. And, and again, because of the game and its flexibility, there's just a lot of possibilities here. That sounds fascinating. I'd love to try it with my students. Yeah. Does the vocabulary, is it included at all in the game or do you create the vocabulary as you go, so to speak? Yeah, it is. So for example, one of the most common things you do in the beginning of the game is you need to get wood. Um, from wood, you can make a, what's called a crafting table and you can build all sorts of things from the crafting table. And luckily in the game, uh, when you get these items, they have little text at the bottom of the item. So you see this is a table, this is a sword, this is a bucket, and so on. And uh, that I think that those visuals really help the vocabulary get kind of get burned into the student's mind because they see it so often. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. So in within the game embedded, if you will, are is the vocabulary terminology and verbs, yes. for example, or do you as a teacher have to insert those, so to speak? Yeah, so, so they, they uh, luckily they give you the vocabulary, uh, the basic vocabulary, but it's up to me as the educator or the classroom or what have you to sort of implement those verb tenses. So you might get up on the board and write down, okay, what is Minecraft Steve? The character's name is Steve. What is Minecraft Steve doing here? And you might bring up a picture and we say, oh, Minecraft Steve is holding the bucket or, okay, what is Minecraft Steve doing here? Oh, he's again, uh, mining in the cave. So there's a little legwork, but uh, it's not too hard, I think. Okay, okay. And you could generate, uh, elicit from your students the vocabulary as well. Sure, right? mm -hmm. exactly. Quick technical question. Can you do this on your phone as well as your laptop or any restrictions on one or the other? So Minecraft is on a number of platforms. Uh, you have the what's called pocket edition, which is on your cell phone. Um, you can get it on a laptop computer, which would be really good for classroom use like through a projector or something. Um, it's on PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Nintendo Switch. There are a number of platforms. I recommend using a computer, but um, you know, kids these days love uh, you know mobile games, so uh, you know that might be popular too. Great, that's good to know. The pocket version as well, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super. Um, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners on how you use it specifically or recommendations for someone that's new to it, how they could implement it in their classroom? Yeah, there are a lot of uh, resources online. I mentioned Minecraft EDU earlier. Um, so if you just go to YouTube or you go to Google or something, you type in Minecraft EDU. Um, again, they have lots of pre-made lesson plans. Um, and depending on what sort of uh, lesson you're working on, again, whether it's biology or chemistry or something like this, um, there's a lot of resources out there for uh, beginners that kind of have no idea about it. So again, I would recommend just kind of punching that into the search engine. Um, and also I, I recommend just buying the game for yourself and kind of diving into it. And you kind of learn quite quickly uh, what this game is all about once you start playing it. 
and it's really fun. So yeah, it's <laughs> a, a different game. It's too. fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to bring down students' affective filter with fun games. So we appreciate yeah. that. Just for our listeners, it's spelled M-I-N-E-C-R-A-F-T. Well, again, we'll put that in our show notes for you. That's uh, really helpful, Ryan. Any final words you'd recommend for our listeners that want to jump in? Uh, I would say, you know, again, this worked really well for me uh, because I, I sort of probed my students' interests and found out what they're interested in. So my Robinson Crusoe example I mentioned earlier, I learned that he really likes this idea of adventure uh, and Minecraft is great for that. Um, but luckily it's very flexible for all sorts of interests, whether it's exploration, uh, maybe people like building things um, or whatever it is. So I would really recommend for educators to probe for their students' interests. And I, I guarantee Minecraft has some application for, for that. That's a great <laughs> conclusion, if you will. Yeah. And you could use it for like any different kind of book you're using in class. You almost could you type in the title of the book and see what it might come up with or how would you do an integration mm. book? Sure. Um, and again, I mentioned earlier, there are probably thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pre-made worlds that generous people for no money at all have made completely free and available to the world, the World Wide Web. Um, so if you got on Google and did something like, um, you know, Robinson Crusoe Minecraft map, there are lots out there. Um, and what's really great, as I mentioned before, the best way is to get in there and do it. Uh, you could build a world by yourself um, for sort of a recurring theme. If you're, you know, a long-term educator at an institution, you could get in there, build a world based around, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever novel you're working on and uh, recycle it. Yeah, I like that. And you could actually ask your students to create the world and share their world. Yes. With class, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and it's, it's such a hands-on game because students really want to, I've noticed that students really want to get in there, and, you know, build themselves. So I think that's a great idea as well. Super. Well, we really appreciate you sharing this game with our listeners and I can't yeah. wait to dive in and try it myself. <laughs> great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing this and we wish you all the best in your teaching. And we'll be in touch. Thanks again, Ryan. Follow us on our website, ttelt.org for prior and new upcoming podcasts. Our Facebook, TTELT group, Instagram at t.ttelt and Twitter at ttelt1. Thanks for joining us today. Mm -hmm.